Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Romance and Color. I am your host, Tati Richardson, and this week we have an amazing episode, an interview with my good friend, the one and only a super indie sensation, A.H. Cunningham. Uh, we talk about her new series, uh, the Wicked uh, Moo series, and her first book in that series, Plie. We also talk about her journey, her like blockbuster two years of putting out consistent work that has captivated audiences and grown her fan base tremendously. So you all sit back, relax, and listen to my good friend, Afro-Panamanian romance author, A.H. Cunningham. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I am here with my guest, uh, the wonderful and lovely and my good friend, my fellow word maker, my fellow writer, my sister in, in scribe, A.H. Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, friend. Good, 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 good. So um, we're going to be talking about you and talking about all these these things that have happened to you since the last time you've been on the podcast i think the first time you came on the podcast your first book was coming out um and that was uh a light um part of your firecracker cousins uh, trilogy and um that was wildly successful um book top picked it up and it kind of ran with it um and now you're coming back to us with another series but before we get to that, let's just talk about how you fared since the last time we talked and how how does success feel to you? Because let's be honest, ma'am, you're successful. You're, <laughs> you you out here, you out here making moves. You been you also old, not to mention you've also been in a few anthologies. Let's talk about that too. You had you had some you had some Christmas novellas, uh toy, the, the toy one, ma'am. <laughs> I, it, woo, honey but um yes um miss ah has been busy y'all busy so let's talk about what you've done since the last time we you came on the podcast and you were dropping your debut okay I, i'm i'm gonna go with the quite the the answer but i want to say to everyone that we will also be celebrating tati because i told her when i signed up that I wanted to celebrate her too. So that's gonna be happening. But we, we could start slow. We could start slow. <sighs> Jesus Christ, moment. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you do not um take direction well, but go on. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. You would be I, a I, you would be a terrible um um sub. <laughs> yeah, I would be a brat. Uh, <laughs> it's been a very, you know, busy and amazing year. I can't, you know, on the writings career part has been really mm-hmm. good um I've been very lucky and blessed by community because honestly that's what really has been the secret to my success mm-hmm. um, it's just been you know people like you people like the word makers you know amazing content creators that just kind of like took me into the fold and um you know thank god everyone has enjoyed the books um mm-hmm. have enjoyed you know the first series and now plie so it really like i you know i i put in the work but for sure it's been just the community um you know the, the black indie community the mm-hmm. black next community mm-hmm. kind of embraced uh, my work mm-hmm. and that's what's made it all possible 
I think the reason why they've embraced your word, friend, is because it's authentic. It's true. <laughs> you 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 put it in so much of your culture, so much of who you are, um, into the book that it's just resonating with a lot of folk. And it's very specific, you know, kind of the from I think it was like the Pan Afro Panamanian, Afro Latina, um, Latinx uh kind of perspective. You got some little South Florida stuff thrown in there. I mean, it's, it's just it's just a good, it's just a good good like good time period all the book <laughs> and thank you so much for you know including me in your journey and, and sending me the books when it came out and um I mean I'm just like wow my friend is really really like doing it and I remember the first well how did you feel the first time when you got on TikTok and you saw people talking about your series and your books I know that's probably like blew your mind 100% all of it is very surreal because you know like we're all just regular people just hanging out, you know, and, and um, I'm a very private person mm-hmm. um, outside of like, you know, age Cunningham. So kind mm-hmm. of seeing it like that was like, first of all, I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, nah, you, you need to be able to embrace it because it's, that's how it is for, you know, indie authors and mm-hmm. for, you know, just kind of black authors. We, we that's how we succeed is like word of mouth. So it, it was just very... Mm-hmm just um a little surreal but I'm very grateful and thankful for for all the love for sure yeah and in between that time I know you you've gone to a couple conferences are you about to go to some conferences um what do you think it's gonna be like when you like meet the fans face to face or what has it been like when you meet fans face to face so I did um I went as a reader because I'm a fan too I'm a reader first and foremost you know um Mm -hmm. I went to Indie Love last year so it Mm -hmm. was is it last year? Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty just like cool, like uh, to kind of meet, um, you know, fellow readers that were there that people that have like, come on, like a bigger presence, like amazing content creators. Um, um, Med, Ariana, Jalisa, um, Shades and Page. Like it, it was just like everyone was there. So that was pretty cool mm-hmm. to kind of like be in that space as a reader and just kind of enjoy Um I meet all of the amazing authors that are part of 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 that um of that event, and then I was able to go as an author to One Love Reunion, which is an amazing space for um, just black authors and, and and not just like black authors, but I would say marginalized authors in right. you know like different intersectionalities. And mm-hmm. AC Arthur and her team just put such an amazing work. So that. Um, that event was just kind of like very replenishing to be honest Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because it was just I got to meet um, you know authors that I had been kind of like either writing with and you know virtual spaces or or admirers of their work so Mm -hmm. it it was just kind of uh, it's like going to a high school reunion yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like a but the one that you're actually looking forward to Right, 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 uh, right. It was all good feels. So um, I'm li- really looking forward to this year in in, in South, South Carolina in August. And um, yeah. I'll, be there with, I'll be there with you, homie. It'll be my yep. first one. It'll be my first one as an author, actually. So I'm, I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm excited too. No, it's a good one. Honestly, it's such a great one to start with. Like, I'm so glad that I won and, and you're going to love it. You'll see. The panels awesome. are fun. It's, it's just a good time. And the party at the end of the of the of the event is a good time for sure awesome 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 so 
this first series, you had pretty much all the tropes. You had <laughs> the lovers, you had some MM, <laughs> MMF, some poly romance, you had some, you know, see, you know, secret baby. You know how I feel about that. But I read it, girl. I read it because well, the baby was a secret. The baby, the baby wasn't like, secret, right? It was really more secret. like, you know, oopsie. Yeah, it was yeah. more oops, baby, versus yeah. secret baby. So, so that's why I could get. That's why I got through it. I really did enjoy it. Um, <laughs> so, um, that series was interconnected with, you know, a family and the women in that family and kind of their love lives and, you know, cousins and what they go through. Tell us about this series, uh, the the Wicked Moves, and the first book in it is Plie. We're going to get down to some specifics about plie, but overall, what is going to be kind of the theme that carries this, this whole series? That's a great question. So it is a group of friends that know each other from dance school mm-hmm. when they were little. And it was this like amazing kind of uh, dance school for black girls and or black kids in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and they each kind of go their own way in their careers uh, but um two of them are still very much connected in dance the other one kind of adjacent but the friendship has stayed pretty strong mm-hmm. and it's just navigating their their lives and how you know things kind of revolve around this dance studio that they hang out and that you know has been kind of this place of 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 growth for the three of them mm-hmm. and um i you know it's funny um the first series it's you know people call it spicy and it is it truly is and and it was kind of me like putting my feet like in the water like my toe in the water like okay let's see how it gets received but um if people have read toying with temptation that's probably the first book that I was like I'm just going to let the filth go like out like it's gonna be be out there um and Wicked Moves is definitely a continuation of like me just kind of embracing kind of how I like to bring in that kind of sensual sexual part of, of the story into the love story. Uh-huh. So it's definitely going to be more about that. There's going to be more kink exploration in this book. Uh-huh. Um, and then from this series, there's going to be a spinoff that is going to be even like just straight up erotica, basically. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to all have happy endings, but um, definitely like erotica. How dare you say, oh, I was just stepping my toe. It wasn't that spicy. <laughs> you don't hush. <laughs> it was like, ma'am, you had a woman <laughs> with two men doing the daggone thing, but that ain't spicy. Okay. Okay, friend. You know, I mean, but like, I'm talking about the actual physical scenes. Like, if you read Toying with Temptation, yeah, yeah, it is a little bit more explicit than the first three in the actual scenes. So, yeah, yeah, it was just exploring that part. But for sure, yeah, the the you know the 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 situations they find themselves are are definitely racy. I can't, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I I like Toying with Temptation because it's kind of like a a woman on vacation and she has like a little you know fling with a younger younger guy who um <clears throat> makes toys <laughs> yeah. makes toys and it was kind of adjacent to the series 
Um, but it definitely was different. I was like, oh, okay, she really going there with it. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was good. I enjoyed it. And I love that it was Black and um, Asian representation, which we don't see enough of, I think, in um, romance, uh, particularly Asian men being seen as desirable and 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 wanted and, and you know, sexy. Um, I don't think we get enough of that. Um, so I, I, I must admit, I was up for the, for the past week or so, <laughs> up late, um, <laughs> reading plie, and I was like, oh my God, like, this is a lot. Like, you know, and I was laughing because I said on TikTok, and I, I don't know if you heard me, but I was like, I was looking at my um, shelf, and I was like, damn, I have a lot of Black BDSM books. And it's just added to it. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but um, I have a lot. And I was like, gosh, I was like, maybe that's, maybe that's my thing and I don't know it. So what kind of drew you to, don't laugh. What kind of drew you to? Maybe that's my thing. I don't, I don't. See, I thought maybe just like Westerns and historicals were kind of my thing. You know, because I got a ton of Beverly Jenkins and stuff like that, and and Brenda Jackson and all that. But um, now I think about it, I'm like, well, I got a lot of filth up here too. Hey. Um, uh, so what drew you to this? And you don't have to answer this if it's too personal. But what drew you to this kind of BDSM? Is it was it personal experience, or just interest in the community in general? Or just, you know, I just want to do something different with the writing. Mm -hmm. um, I have read a lot of BDSM. So if mm -hmm. I don't know how many books you have, but I probably have read at least twice as much since I was maybe too young, like 18, 19 kind of reading. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some of it like pretty hardcore. Some of it, things that I shouldn't have been reading for sure. <laughs> um, but I was always... Um, kind of interested in the lifestyle the community but in a mm -hmm. way I kind of felt that a lot of the books that I consumed at that time um kind of made it feel kind of like otherworldly like it's not something that quote unquote your everyday person does right 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 so, and it, yeah you know yeah. I've seen it modeled in like great authors where you know black authors that are like kind of bringing kink to like kink and blackness together and they do mm. some amazing work in it so I can't say I'm not the first one at all I'm you know I'm not mm. pioneering anything it really was just me exploring like how it will look like you know doing kink while being black and just having to get up the next day and go to work right like and what do you think that difference is like because you, you say kind of marrying the two marrying the blackness with the kink what do you think that difference is? Is it because, and I'm going to speculate, you know, the apprehension a lot of Black folk have to kink, you know, let's be real, trauma from, you know, our history, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so a lot of us don't want to delve into that. How do you kind of maintain uh, that plus exploring the kink too? What makes it different, adding an element of, of cultural awareness to it? I think it's all about the consent and the boundaries, mm. like having like healthy negotiation around it. Mm. Um, because I think, and, and you know, some of those books that I shouldn't have been reading were really just like 
books portraying abuse, right? Like there was right. no negotiation, like usually like, and it was very like heteronormative as well. The men would just come in and be like, oh, I want her. And then he would like, kind of like put her in this like dumb sub situation where right. they never really consented to it, right? Like you read a lot of that, like, oh, and I'm, you know, not calling on anything, but like some kind of older books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they usually were outside, you know, our community, but mm-hmm. th- th- it's problematic. So I think that part was very important to me, the consent conversation, negotiation, boundaries, and knowing that people are people we you know we're going to fail like what does it look like to for example renegotiate if you maybe kind of cross a boundary because you kind of got lost in the moment and and Mm -hmm. you trust this person and you know maybe you kind of like and you know not to spoil anything to anybody but there's actually a portrayal of that happening in the book and how kind of you know gets resolved so Mm -hmm. it was about that it was about you know each person kind of bringing what they need in their kink, but it being like very about communication and negotiation. And I think if black people go about their kink that way and making mm-hmm. sure that it's, you know, there's there's safety, there's caution, there's there's respect, then mm-hmm. everything else is 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 doable, right? Like you could mm-hmm. have, you know, there was a little not a lot, but there was a little of like kind of like degradation kink in the book, but yeah you know, it didn't feel bad because you know that she asked for it and it was in a certain scenario that it was okay. Right, right, right. There was, some, yeah, that's what I really liked about it because between the two characters, Aisha and, and Knox, um, is it Aisha or Aisha? No, Aisha. Aisha. Yeah. Okay, so Aisha and Knox, um, there was so much communication happening. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the lines of communication were so open uh, between them and even when like you said that kind of the the kind of situation turns and it's kind of like oh what are we about to do here they still were able to talk through it yeah and still um you know work through what they wanted as far as uh their own boundaries and relationship was concerned which is what i like without bringing in like their own um their own issues into it you know what I mean so that's why I I mean it was it was good like I was like I said I was up every night (laughs) reading it um I almost started to wake up my husband be like um excuse me (laughs) but you gotta go to work but um I just I just love it so what and then the the whole idea of dance and incorporating dance in it because okay because you know BDSM and in the dom sub relationship there's a lot of movement there mm-hmm. there's a lot of positioning your body in different ways and for you to have a dancer do this i think it's i mean it just makes sense you know what i mean it just makes sense um were you into dance like i, I mean i know there's a lot of dance uh uh jargon and things like that in here were you into dance and do you come from like a dance background to kind of mm-hmm. I was very young. I danced ballet and then, um, and this is why one of the like kind of like reasons behind the school and 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 like kind of like the safety place there, but it, and it was in Panama, but it was very, um, there were like certain expectations of like body and, and things that just didn't kind of like sit well, even as like a small child. So mm-hmm. it didn't last long, I probably, you know, started kind of like ballet 
probably the last ballet that I did was like going into intermediate and then I just didn't feel comfortable anymore like going to to dance and you know mm -hmm. my expected that you know fast forward to now my daughter is in dance and she's doing amazing right and mm -hmm. uh, you know my daughter is plus size as I am and you know the things that she's been able to accomplish with you know kind of the flexibility of her body she could do splits she could do like flips There's so many things that she's been encouraged because she's been in a safe space in the yes. dance schools that she's been compared to the experience that I had so I kind of wanted to like bring some of that like you know like kind of like the beauty of of dance as like a black person and you know either average size and or or bigger um so it was a little bit about that it really it just kind of when I was thinking of what was the community that was going to surround the books that came to mind right away like oh, there's some of those things that just kind of come to your mind and mm -hmm. that was like very much part of what I wanted to portray and and the whole kind of dynamic of like the father that is single and kind of like annoying like that was very much <laughs> yeah yeah as well so it was just kind of like celebrating that like how beautiful it is when our children could be in spaces where they're encouraged to to fulfill their passions in a very kind of safe and healthy manner yeah and and then you can tell that for Aisha the dance not only is dance a calling for her but teaching somebody, teaching is a calling for her in general. Cause also teaching kids, teaching, you know, people to be doms. I which I didn't, I'm like, well, you know, I never think about well, how do you get into I thought stop people just got into it, right? I didn't think there was like lessons, like you had to have like, you know, lessons to know what to do. But I think about it though, with anything, you have to kind of know the jargon, you gotta know the the, you know the parameters around the yeah. positions that you're going to play just like with any quote-unquote job you have <laughs> yeah and I don't think like every you know person and I don't think it's a structure that you'll see in every person exploring king sometimes it'll be somebody that you know that they know that they trust that kind of taught them the right way you hear you know horror stories because I like I follow a lot of content creators that are black and are very sex positive and that's some of like the research that I've done in the past and, and now for these books um mm -hmm. so it's been kind of like I've seen some like great um content creators and educators in the black kink community and I'm like what mm -hmm. would it look like if you know they had the space because there, there's classes and stuff but it's usually like in conventions I guess yes yes a what lot would of it people. look like if you had like this person like master Q that really wants to ensure that the community is safe so he kind of has this structure of like classes and so it came from there like I don't know if it truly exists out out there but wouldn't it be nice <laughs> I mean yeah yeah I mean I wouldn't say it exists but so I mean you know I live in Atlanta and there's like a large you know kink swinger community here I'm not a part of it y'all but it's just because it's just a, I mean, I'm just purposing it but you know um but there is a large kink swinger community and there are a lot of safe spaces because Atlanta's largely black yeah. um there are a lot of safe spaces for black folk to 
kind of explore that. Um, I don't know if there's like a master cute type of place, but I would imagine there is. Given it probably that, is. You know, yeah. I know that. like when I was doing my research and I don't know if it's owned by black people, but I know there's some black like kink educators and there's one here mm-hmm. um, that I thought was, and it's like, sim- like that's some of the inspiration that I got from it, like being a place of like class, but also like a, a place of play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, like you know it's it, it has a little bit of both and um it like inspired some of what skew um q space is about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then i think we also learned in plie why the two of them kind of go the route that they go with being a sub and being a dumb why they need those things in their lives mm-hmm. and how for aisha when you don't have the right dom like when she was talking about her ex, ex when you don't have the right dom it can just go left you know what i mean like it, it can just go left and send you in a place that's very you know almost like drugs like you like coming off of the higher drugs and you just can't you know you can't shake it it's like you jones it and that's not, not that's not a good feeling <laughs> a good feeling to have for anything or anybody um and we learn why knox is interested in being um a dom because he never really had the safe space to do that in previous relationships mm-hmm. um so I really like that you open up that conversation about why people do it not just the how people do it but the why they do it as well and you have friends that didn't judge them for doing it at all you know what I mean like you didn't have anybody going oh girl that's so nasty you know or whatever <laughs> but how you gonna let somebody do that to you girl like I mean Steven, Steven will give him some 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 right, you know, right. I was gonna say fun that. of him but yeah no and you know again that's the fiction part of it because I'm certain that it's not that easy for everyone that is mm-hmm. you know in kink um, which is why one of the other things that I always like like to put in the books and it's something that some of the characters navigate if they're in kink is like how out there are they with it like Aisha and Knox are private people but they're very honest about like with the people that are close to them they're very honest about it like there's no mm-hmm. and then you had somebody like a, in a blaze where like Mari felt very uncomfortable with anyone you know kind of knowing what she was doing because she yeah. felt it was shame involved right and like how was mm-hmm. that shame kind of so um in this book I wanted it to be like at least the core people in the group and it was meant to be people that were kind of alike not only like in their friendships but even in that side where mm-hmm. this kind of like sex positive environment was was kind of fostered mm-hmm. um and you'll see how each character kind of navigates that in different ways, depending on how comfortable they are with their sense of self. Because I think that's also a big part of it. Um, you, I mean, for any relationship, right? Not just yeah. like kink. You have to know yourself really well in order to be able to give the best of you to somebody else. Yeah, that's very true. That's absolutely very true, very true. And, you know, just reading the book, it seemed like you had like a lot of fun writing it a lot of fun like it was a lot of laugh you know laughter in the book too a lot of a lot of funny parts a lot of you know it was some serious parts too but um you know when she when she said something like oh girl thank god for a man to fold me up like laundry I fell out laughing I was like oh my god yes girl because when you kind of plush and a man can, can fold you up that's that's a blessing <laughs> That's and I want to say that I was literally like folding laundry while I was like rereading the book and I'm like 
<laughs> Let me add this. <laughs> oh God. And he was just like, you know, I like I like the scenes where they, you know, they kind of incorporate the kink and the dance. And it was just Ooh, I really, really enjoyed it. But how much fun really did you have like writing this book? Because you know, people say it's you know, writing is solitary, writing is lonely, but writing is fun too. So how 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 much fun did you have? I can tell you had a lot of fun doing this. You know, it's funny because like I I am the type of person that when I'm in the middle of the process, there's a lot of doubts. So when I finish the first draft and I send it to um my amazing beta readers which by the way you can thank them for not not being such like he's an asshole but he's less of an asshole than he truly was at the beginning you can because mm-hmm. I was like going all in um <clears throat> but you know at the at the beginning of it I have a lot of doubts and that first draft is very like I, I do like to polish but um, I'm kind of like just getting like the meat and potatoes out. So those little kind of like fun parts and things that starts coming when I'm doing kind of the pass-throughs and the editing the and that's yeah. with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm in like in the thick of writing it, like the first, that first draft, I'm mm-hmm. just, it's funny. Cause it, you know, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, I usually have thought of this story for a long time. Like, oh yeah. People read the firecracker's cousin. They'll see a comment about Sal in a blaze. Like that's how long this character mm-hmm. has been. Mm-hmm. So by the time I'm sitting down to write it, I'm almost kind of just telling the story to myself again. But I've already kind of gone through like the feel of the characters. Not every nitty gritty. Like of course, some plot points and stuff get created at that point when I'm sitting down. But I'm very much kind of telling me a st- telling myself a story that I already told myself. Mm-hmm. so I'm kind of like in kind of like in work mode like I'm very focused and then mm-hmm. when I'm going through the other passes that's when the fun starts that's when like the you know like the the cursing like her not curse things like that kind yeah, of yeah. started in the draft but I polish them and like kind of bring them to light in the set and that's when I start having fun so for example I just finished Sal's book but I couldn't tell you right now like like I I needed to sit and like rest and it's with you know my beta readers right now and then after that it'll be some fun <laughs> so Sal, so Sal is the next person who's getting a book I figured that because yeah I was like she a little too quiet and buttoned up I said she a freak <laughs> she a freak so what can you what can you tell us about Sal's book or what do you want to tell us without giving too much away I did in uh I did an IG live with Bookmarks Indy and I did say that you know her her person is gonna be Devon, which is funny because there was a lot of like speculation of who it would be. I, I yeah, I was when I was reading, I was like, who is it gonna be? Uh with the Mia? Is it gonna be uh Sal? Like who, who is it? Who is it? Yeah. Okay. That's gonna be her person. Ooh. And then um that's about all I could say. Uh, I, the other thing I did say, <laughs> the other <laughs> thing I did say was that Master Q is very present in that book, and okay. um, and it is going to be the catalyst for the spinoff. Hmm. That's about all I could say for now. See, you got me on. You got me on edge now because I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to just add it on to my growing BDSM collection. <laughs> well there's more coming okay <laughs> okay more more coming no pun intended so, Maybe. so. 
So what we got these uh, in the pipeline? Are we gonna have more novellas coming too? Because I enjoyed these uh, the novellas, the holiday novellas that you put out too. Um, so it's funny because I was like very like determined of like I'm gonna have a publishing plan this year and I'm gonna put it out there and I'm already making changes to that publishing <laughs> plan. So <laughs> apologies in advance because that thing that I put out uh, at the end of the year is already changed. Yeah, um, I can't, I can't yeah. even. But um, it's still very similar. I'm just pushing the last book till next year because uh-huh. those novellas, the spin of novellas, will come out first. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the holiday novellas are always very much kind of last minute for me. Like I get inspired and I'm like, oh, let me write a novella. And I write them like in, you know, 20 days and then put them out. So I don't have a plan to do one right now, but I do have some ideas that if I have the time and space and I'm on track with everything, I'll probably put something out. Um, but the ones, the spinoffs are novellas. They're going to be shorter. I say okay. somebody, okay. please hold me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll try and hold you to it, but I really don't care if the book is long or not. Because I mean, I'm gonna read it. So I just finished you know. this first draft, and I looked down, and it said eighty six thousand words, and I'm like, why, ma'am? Well, I, mean, I usually cut a lot, but still, I'm I'm a long writer too, but I'm, I'm I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. Well, I hope that that happens for you, because I I keep on trying. But when I go for a novella, I just I'm like, there's no fluff. We're going like. All the scenes are going to be like, bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. And that's usually the difference between my, you know, my longer books and novellas. You're going to get a lot of action just back to back, which mm-hmm. is why I'm very careful. And I put them under erotica because I don't want, you know, I, I don't want it to be unfulfilling for people that are looking for more of a, like, uh, you know, romance. Yes, it has romance, but mm-hmm. it's very much erotic as well. So usually those end up being, you know, erotic on the romances because of how how many times people do it in the books <laughs> yeah what did it say if you do it more than like three times is it erotic and i'm like how so i mean anyway how 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 i'm sorry uh, my characters are horny i don't know what to tell you <laughs> if y'all if i if i put something with three things you go come and check on me Somebody oh lord me. <laughs> like that's it girl you all right yeah <laughs> if i put you out that right. book somebody come and get me you all right like like, like hey that's all you got girl <laughs> you, think you got writer's block like what I'm probably, yeah i'm probably burned out and i need to <laughs> okay okay let me be serious let me be serious <clears throat> okay so you, I mentioned you and I are both part of Wordmakers, and I know you were part of the anthology for uh, Jackson, Mississippi, uh, to get the water relief. How how was that in the whole process of uh, being part of a anthology? That's something I want to do. It's on my bucket list, so that's something I definitely want to do. How was that in in, in contributing to um, such a such a like cause? You know. You know, it's funny because it was very much kind of like Katrina and Tasha um, kind of like slid in DMs and sent us emails and they're like, hey, we know you're probably busy. We, we know you probably have, you know, your schedule, but we want to do this. And it, it was very much kind of, you know, and Tasha will tell the story, you know, Katrina was kind of like, we need to do this. And Tasha's like, okay. Um, <laughs> and I make fun of them because I'm like, they're like, they're never going to do it again. And I'm like, well, 
no, I'm going to quote you. You're going to do this again. But it was a wonderful experience, I think, because it was, again, very community based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a couple of calls where we were trying to figure out one, how to best um, give the donations of all the proceeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we found, you know, like Katrina found some organizations and we kind of gave some um, recommendations as well. And then um, Adrian and Linnell from Bookmark um, and these were like Nikki plans and we can read. They helped out a lot as well, more on the part of kind of like putting the information out there and kind of mm-hmm. some of like the organization of putting all things together. Um, so it was done pretty quickly for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I think everyone got so inspired and a lot of us kind of like change our, our publishing plans or maybe like, like I was supposed to do a, a holiday novella that I had a plan for. And I'm like, nope, I'll just focus on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everyone kind of either like made moves or, but we all made it happen. And then mm-hmm. some of us got like very inspired. It was like, okay, like about 10 to 12k <laughs> and some of us came out with like 30 <laughs> I think it was it was funny but um that's why we ended up you know th- there's there's two there's two volumes it was yeah. you know you kind of got some amazing quality there so you have like full blown novellas in that um ontology and all of the stories are so amazing and so wonderful and there's a little they bit are. of everything mm-hmm. um and you know without Katrina and Tasha giving us the mission um we all knew that it was black romance like without them having to tell us so like I think maybe like a month after we had the like the first kind of call like you know Tasha like reaches out and she's like what are you like what are you writing and I'm like oh a black romance she's like okay great great because it's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) like look this is about Jackson with a city I don't think anybody thought anything different but black romance and you know and yeah. several of us have done interracial romance before so we've done that route but no yeah. everybody knew them you know everybody understood the assignment yeah. so um I think because it was organized by Katrina and Tasha I could tell you it was a great experience I mean I know it was a lot of work for them and you know th- this is also a space to say thank you to both of them because honestly it's not something mm-hmm. easy to pull together in such a short period of time and I know like Amazon gave them some issues when they were kind of uploading everything um so again thank you because it's such such a necessary um cause and you can see how easy people start forgetting about places like Jackson like Flint like it just Mm -hmm. people forget Mm -hmm. um and we're not supposed to forget we're not supposed to kind of you know so I just hope that people are enjoying the um the ontology they're wonderful because mm-hmm. all of the proceeds are going to organizations that are on the ground in jackson that not only help with like clean water but they just help our community so yeah i'm gonna put the, i'm gonna make sure i put the information about the anthologies they're called current uh, current one volume one and volume two um and she's talking about uh tasha l harrison and katrina jackson both two powerhouses in the in the indie space who kind of put this thing together and it, it features a bevy of amazing writers mika james carmen lee uh ah uh who has jace ellis too i think she's in one of them too so i mean like it's, it's a bevy of writers who are both uh traditionally published indie a mix a hybrid of folk 
Um, so it's it's a, it's amazing, y'all. Y'all, please, 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 please go pick it up and don't forget about uh, uh, Jackson. They're still going through their crisis right now. It's not over. Neither is it over in Flint. Um, and so these two anthologies are super important uh, to be uh, uplifted and, and, and to uh, be purchased. Um, don't just, you know, you know, buy them, <laughs> buy them. Okay. Don't just like pass them by, buy them. Cause anth- I love anthologies, but this, these are two excellent ones by just happen to be by people I actually know personally. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, it's just wonderful. So tell us, okay, we got, we got the next couple books coming. You said Sal's books next. I, I ain't gonna, should I ask you who's after Sal? Is it gonna be? Well, I can't say what comes in the spinoff, but I could say that Milas is the last of the three, but hers okay. is probably going to come out next year now. Okay. Um, okay. not be decided, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So Mila's the, the, the last one. And I'm not going to press you about what else is in between. I'm very interested in Sal. <laughs> I already know that Jamaican man is going to do some things to that woman. I already know. Y'all got to read the book, so book plie to us. Uh, know what I'm talking about Devin who's introduced who knocked was, at first knocked was like who this dude who is but this? <laughs> who is this dude but he's, just he, like, he, I'm just yeah. I'm just yeah. like look dude I'm, I'm just here to work <laughs> I'm here to work I, it ain't like that it's like my sister so it's not even like that so it is what it is but oh man amazing I'm so first of all friend I'm just so proud of you I'm just so proud of like all the in in two years like almost uh, two years you put out bang 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 banger after banger <laughs> and then you got tiktok going crazy with the books every week i see somebody talking about one of them put them on their list is they're gonna put it on there for black history month they're gonna put it on there for latinx you know heritage month they're gonna put it on for for lgbtq month i'm telling you she she covered all the bases here <laughs> <laughs> the book. Like, it's just, it's funny it. because it's just like what it's who I am. Like all yes. of sections speak to who I am and who my you know my close circle, like who we are. So mm-hmm. it's I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that, <laughs> it is all what it intersections is. of <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and it just it is just true and just pure to who you are, and you're just a amazing writer and i'm just glad to call you friend so y'all y'all tell us where we can pick up your books hold on um, hold on hold on but we're not gonna talk about you though no we're you're not, not right? you, you're not gonna just tell us a little bit about the book though it's, it's coming isn't it in march isn't it march in a, when a month. yeah about a month okay so tell us a little so, bit more the build-up by tati richardson <laughs> <laughs> is about two architects ari and porter who just want to build a stadium together, but they're having a hard time keeping their hands off of each other when they need to be focusing on work. That's the that's the premise, basically. <laughs> I had the um, I mean, from the cover to like, I know your writing is amazing, and the humor. I cannot wait for people. <laughs> everyone to have this book please 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 i get to i'm gonna talk about it on the podcast because i'm still trying to trying to wrap my brain around it so since i wasn't gonna talk about it openly but i'm gonna talk about it now because you got me thinking about it so saturday i was getting ready to leave the house uh-huh. and i got an inbox message from uh liquid i don't know if y'all know liquid liquid yeah mm-hmm. um, she was, she was pro- prolific romance writer 
yeah, you know, former president of the RWA, Romance Writers of, of America, um, has written a ton of books. You know, she had her latest one, Vanessa Jerry's Got a Man. Also, but anyway, <laughs> I get an inbox message from her, like, um, ma'am, what are you doing right now? And I said, um, nothing. I need to call you. And I said, okay, I need to call you. I need to Zoom you. I need to talk about this book. So I said, oh, I got scared. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, what is this about? Is it bad? So then she calls, like, as soon as I gave her my number, she calls me. Cause we, I mean, we Zoom before and stuff. But she called me and then she said, look, ma'am, this book was so damn good. And I was like, when I tell you, I was like trying my best to like hold the phone and have a conversation without like shaking and crying oh, and throwing well. up. But <laughs> and throwing up. <laughs> and I was like, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And she was saying it was funny and it felt grown and it felt, you know, she loved Porter as a character. She loved that, you know, and then there's also plus size rep in my book. Mm. Um, you know, and Ari is not a woman who is woe is me i'm fat woe is me i'm plus size she's just like hey it is what it is take it or leave it you hate it or love it and and and, and uh porter loves it he loves all of it um <laughs> upon the first sight and he didn't say oh she fine for a big girl he said she fine um and he and he, and he wants her so he sees he's like i gotta have her and then he realizes that that's his partner like oh shit like I, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should do this. But yeah, she called me and I was just I mean in tears. So I, I want to thank everybody for the love um who's received arcs and stuff like that. And I will be getting the um hardbacks this week. So or not a hardback, the paperbacks this week. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. You'll get one too for you. So. Thank you. I was about to <laughs> <laughs> put a bag on the air. Just tack it. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna send it, uh, like a side text. Like, okay, I hope I'm in the list. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, no. Come on now. Come on. But anyway, enough about me. Where can the people find A.H. Cunningham's work and her books? And when can we expect the next one in the uh, Wicked uh, Move series? Um, so my website is the easiest way to find everything, ahcunninghamauthor.com. And in there you have the links to, you know, Amazon or wherever they're published. And then the audiobooks that I have are also there. And it's going to be like a, a little bit of a selfish plug. But if you could buy the audiobooks directly from me, I appreciate it. I'm an indie mm-hmm. author. It really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wicked um, moves book two I will not say the name yet but books two is probably going to be out in the summer I don't know exactly what date but we are looking good we are on track so for sure um yeah I'll be po- probably publishing it in the summer I think you should call that one um twerk I don't know. I'm just making up shit. <laughs> I don't even know what the book is about. So change the name and it's gonna be called twerk. Twerk is because he's Jamaican. So I was just like, <laughs> maybe say I could be twerking. I don't know. I'm just be I'm, I'm be quiet. Let be quiet. But anyway, like, oh, I hope that y'all like it. I'm telling you, this this period of time is a lot, a lot of doubt, and then we put it out, and then it's yours, right? It's the readers, and it's the um, readers exactly. And after that, yeah you know you kind of just continue you know having hopefully fun 
Uh, but Tati, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on, friend. I appreciate it. I love you. Hi. Love your work. And, and, and um, we can't wait to see what happens with this 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 next series. And yeah, it's going to be hot. To interview you in March, okay? I'm going to keep on bugging you until that happens. Because you need to talk about the book. And you need to talk about the journey and yourself and celebrate yourself. You said somebody needs to come interview me in March. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see who that'll be. We'll okay. see. Okay. Okay. We'll That's see. Fun. I got, I got, I got some, I got some lined up. We'll see. I love it. Good. All right. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thank you, friend. Thank you. I want to thank my guest, A.H. Cunningham, for coming on to the Romance and Color podcast. You can find all her social media links, as well as links to purchase her books and her audiobooks on her website, ahcunninghamauthor.com. I'm your host, Tati Richardson, and thanks for joining us here at Romance and Color, your place for real inclusive love. Follow us on social media at Romance in Color. That's Romance in Color with a U on Instagram and Romance, the letter N and Color with a U on Twitter. And you can find out more about me, Tati Richardson at my website, TatianaRichardson.com and that's Tatiana with two N's, y'all. Alright, you all have an amazing week and I will see you next week for more Romance in Color. Take care. God bless.